we are about to jump into an interview with some of the cast of North of the Ten, which will be streaming February 10th on BET+. The film is directed and co-written by Ryan Lamar, who of course you know from Rapzilla and the amazing music videos and songs he's done. In this interview, we will have the actors, Don Benjamin, Tosin, Marahun Fola, Wesley Armstrong, and Stephanie Nern. So stay tuned. You, you always try to have a, a faith element in all of your movies and everything that you work on. Um, this isn't necessarily a faith-based film, but uh, what kind of message or, or angle were you trying to grab in this film? I'm going to start and I'm going to let my partner finish. Uh, okay. Um, brotherhood, um, having faith in each other, um, and creating like a synergy through team, through a mm -hmm. team. You know what I mean? Because sometimes you don't have anything, but when you come together, you can make a lot. And that's what like North of the Ten, you know, is, is really, really embodies, I think. I'll join on the back of that to say, when you're mixing faith, we tend to always look for scripture. And we fail sometimes to realize that our faith is mixed with inspiration. And inside the movie is laced with a lot of inspiring and inspirational messages within the, the, the camaraderie of the friends that takes place. And that's what it's all about, pushing them part of your dream. Your dream is not just uh, a, a dream. It's a dream laced with an inspiration that God gives you to push you to where you need to go. Awesome. And, and what about uh, kicking it to the cast? Did you kind of have that sense in the film or were you able to kind of draw your own um, conclusions out of kind of Ryan's vision for it? I, I think artistry is such a, a godly practice. I think that artists are often given their, their visions and their tasks and their artistic missions. from So every one of these characters who are chasing their dreams are chasing the dreams that God laid out for them. And it, and it can be very fracturing when you're met with no or when you're turned down or, or when you have to face disappointment and you feel shaken and you wonder if this is even your purpose or if this is even what God made you to do. Um, but it, it is in those times that you, you have to, of course, evaluate, but often double down and, and, and trust. This is where faith is involved. You know, the belief that you're supposed to be doing this even when things don't always look bright, you know. I would say uh, I tell Ryan, I tell Ryan, it's this whole movie, man. God has God had His hands on this whole entire movie from start to finish, because there were so many pieces that were just like lining up perfectly, from cast members to investors to situations that kept seeming like they should fall through. To it was just so much things where it was like, you know, for a fact that God has His hands on this project, and even to finishing it. And to see the final product last night, like it's all God with this project for sure. Because um, you asked if, if it was sort of evident in the script. And when I read it, I could feel that there was some kind of a faith element to it. And when I spoke to Ryan, I could tell and he was saying, God bless and things like that. And we kind of talked on that kind of level. And when I met Don, he said, you know, all the people that are involved in this film are God fearing people. And I was like, OK, I'm starting to get the sense of it. And I, I'm very, you know connected to my own faith and like Tosin said it's part of our artistic journey um 
very, it's very intertwined. And then when we were on set and we were filming and there was a developments with, you know, improvising or kind of bringing your own creative collaboration with Ryan, who was so open to accepting kind of our ideas as we were going along on set. And because my character is from a different faith and is from a different country, I tried to bring that in with a lot of, you know, little phrases that could be said in any faith because they're universal, but those kinds of cultural um, fusions was really beautiful to see because it, in the end, you know, faiths are accepted, accepted all over and, and, and universal. And um, it's just nice to bring in that little element too, from a different culture, different faith and see the sort of acceptingness of it, the dynamic. And um, so, yeah, Ryan was very open to that kind of, okay, let's put in this little sentence. That's in Arabic that says, you know, God be with you. Um, and Arabic is a very flowery language. So there's a lot of really like strong, little tiny sentences that were kind of sprinkled throughout the movie. So anybody who is an Arabic speaker or you can see it in the subtitles will understand um, that kind of faith element in it too. What type of director is Ryan? Did he allow a lot of improv? You, you mentioned Stephanie that you could kind of input your ideas or is Ryan a script guy? I can't ask this to Ryan because you know, you, you guys got to give me the scoop on, on, on what's really good with Ryan. Ryan is, uh, he's kind of like, give me, give me two this way and then go off, go off the rails with the last one, you know? So a lot of times what we'll do is we'll give it exactly like the script. We'll kind of play around with it a little bit more, feel it out. And then the third one is just straight improv. It's craziness. Don't lie. There was never exactly like the script. Uh, you know, I, here's the thing. Like, I stick to the script pretty much every time. What I wanted. This is exactly what I wanted. Right now. I, I stick to the script. And, like, you know, it's honestly, as an actor, it's about honoring <laughs> the script. Uh, this guy. I'm doing your impersonation of Steph, like, right now. <laughs> <laughs> That wasn't sounds like you're trying much. to get sounds like you're trying to get a multi-picture deal with Ryan. <laughs> that's that's what it sounds like. Um, no, no, Ryan was very, 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 very accommodating. Ryan and Adam, they they this movie more than any other movie I've been a part of, the the the, the all of the actors really, really were considerate to what their characters' through lines were and what they were trying to express in each scene. So no matter how much lines were abandoned or ad-libs were created, there was it was always from the heart of, well, this is what they're trying to accomplish in this scene, and this is where they're going, and this is what their thrust is, and also let's sprinkle some jokes on it. And I, I mean, it, it, it really comes through. And so it was the perfect balance of freedom and allowing for a collaboration in that way. Um, but yeah, Ryan, I mean, cause I'm a sort of an outsider of the boys group and I was very privileged to see them in action sometimes on set and I would see them all together and they had such a good chemistry and a banter. And I, I could tell that Ryan like totally saw that and kind of just like let the magic happen with his direction, but was never like dogmatic. Cause sometimes you work on a script and the writer is very attached to his work or if it's the writer director, it can be also the same kind of thing. And you have to be word on word or you get uh, an ensemble piece like this is 
um, where a lot of the guys know each other already. So there's that really good bond foundation. And then you have also like, what I love is that Ryan is an artist and he's very creative and collaborative and he lets you put in your input, which is a dream for an actor, you know, because then you get to really fly. You get to do it just like Wes said, you get to do it like, okay, I'll give you, you know, one or two takes the way it's written and then kind of just free flow. And so it's got that kind of like jazz feeling to it. You know, it's like, okay, we're going to go within these notes, but kind of just do your thing and play off the other person and have it be organic. And so that was really nice. That was my favorite part, you know, uh, yeah, working with Ryan. Yeah, jazz is a, is a good analogy. Um, well, one of the things I wanted to ask, and I know the whole uh, crew of like the five guys of the movie aren't here, but did you all create kind of these backstories for your own character, just so you could kind of get in that headspace and how, how different or, or even similar are the characters that you're playing from who you actually are? Um, I think my uh, journey was a, more of a physical journey. Um, you know, being a dancer, I had to discover uh, different ways my body could move. Um, so I trained with a, with a choreographer, you know, learning how to do choreography. So, you know, kind of taking my, in terms of my character, I think personality wise, it's very much like how I actually am, but uh, adding on this, this skill and this talent was, was a journey in itself and really committing to learning choreography and learning how to, to move uh, with intention uh, was, was a big, was a big part for me and a challenge. For me, uh, playing a model, and I am a model, it's funny because I talked to Ryan, I, actually, I had to actually unlearn how to model for this movie. So like modeling comes so natural to me now because I've been doing it for so long. I had to go back to when I didn't know how to pose and when I was uncomfortable with my body. So a lot of the things in here, I had to be awkward. And there was times where I, in my mind, I felt like I wasn't where I, I felt like I didn't look good as a model. And Ryan was like, bro, you still look like a model. Like you have to do even more to get out of it. <laughs> so that was, it was, it was interesting for me to have to unlearn how to model. Yeah, I got So I would, uh, uh, Jess, Jess um, our um, key customer, uh, we'd be having like these long conversations about, I need like ugly clothes, like terrible clothes. And we would have the worst clothes and we put it on him and it would look like he's modeling clothes and so like even like the you see the opening of the movie that's supposed to look bad but he makes it look like it's like some like french expose somewhere <laughs> off in the <laughs> it's, it's, it's just like that's not supposed to look like a dope yellow jacket it's supposed to look terrible but it didn't look terrible the funny thing i know matt's not here but matt absolutely hates cooking and he had to play the chef and i remember like watching so he's really acting to... so he was really acting because yeah, he hates yeah. He was like, bro, I hate cooking. Like he was so mad every day that he had to go work with the show. <laughs> so that was pretty funny. Chef was my mom, by the way. <laughs> He's like, oh, that's Ryan's mom. He's like, oh, bro, I got. He's like, I gotta change. He's like, I gotta make sure I'm not being mean to her because I almost got almost snapped on her a couple times. <laughs> so actually, this next question is kind of funny, um, just because of the layout I have in gallery view. You know. It shows like a top six. And I know that this movie goes between kind of the end of MySpace, the beginning of Instagram. MySpace, of course, had the top eight. 
So I want to know from everyone in here, if you had to make that top eight now, who is in your, give me, give me the first two spots of your top eight. I'm going to play it safe. She knows who she is and God. God's not on my space, man, but all right. I feel like I'm going to put my wife, of course. I'm going to put Leanne first. Uh, I'd probably put my brother second. And uh, then I'll just put like a bunch of like artists so that none of my friends feel the type of way. And I'll be like, bro, it's like Jay-Z and, you know, Nas, Eminem and Denzel and a bunch of celebrities that that way my friends won't be like, well, why ain't in your top eight? <laughs> that was the trick that I learned when I was on MySpace. I was like, put like, you know, rappers and stuff so that nobody could feel away. The girlfriend or the boyfriend was always, that was that was the the, the one spot. And you're like, oh, it's this is just random, you know, random people. Were, were any of you actually um, successful on MySpace before, you know, before everything popped off with Instagram stuff? Because that was a whole uh, different world. And, and it was a lot easier, I remember. No, it was just as hard. I bought, no, yeah. I bought all my plays, so I looked like I was popping, but really, I, I purchased all my plays. Remember how long you used to take to load that page? <laughs> well, the, the HTML that you would, everyone bedazzled their pages. Um, I, would just like, I would just like you guys to know that I never used MySpace. You lie. I don't even, I don't even know how to use it. Tosin had, Tosin had Black, uh, Black Planet. Yeah, he did. I sure didn't. I sure, <laughs> I sure didn't. I got on Facebook as a dare because there was a girl I liked and I've regretted it every day since. <laughs> so she would have been in your one spot if you started MySpace because of her. She would have had that one spot and then until your regret kicked in. Um, yes, you're right. So what what was it like filming overseas in Abu Dhabi? And of course, during COVID, so I'm sure that made things super complicated as well, or maybe it didn't. Uh, can you kind of just run run through that? Yeah, it was it was amazing. We were just really really lucky with how people treated us there, and the accommodation, and just the collaboration of having to work with an entire new team in Abu Dhabi, and they have to you know kind of pick up the pace and and work with the team that we had in Chicago. And um, we were really lucky. We got to film in some amazing, amazing locations that, you know, is not very easy to go halfway across the world and, and get right into those best locations. So we were really like cream of the crop, you know, treated like uh, very, very well there. And um, it was a great experience. It was hot as hell. There was a lot of scenes where we were outside melting and coming back inside, but the makeup did great. Cause when I saw the trailer, I was like, there, nobody has a single sweat drop. Like, how is that possible? Cause we were, so you can't tell in the movie, but um, yeah, beautiful locations treated really well, hot as hell. And uh, yeah. <laughs> Logistically, like what were some of the, the challenges, I guess. Um, before uh, Steph, um, talk about working with Samir and, and Jumana. Okay, so um, that was another thing um, from the group that we, all of the cast and the crew, um, I was the only one who speaks Arabic. So it was kind of cool for me to have that little thing where I was like, oh, now I'm in, you know, my home base kind of thing, even though I'm, I'm not from Abu Dhabi, but I'm half Syrian. My mom is Syrian. Um, 
she's actually from a minority of Christians there. So a lot of people think, oh, Arabs are all Muslims, but the, the original Christ is from the Sea of Galilee, where my grandma's from. And all of my aunts, I come from a really big family, and everyone used to watch this one show that Samir al-Masri, who plays my dad, and Jumana play a couple in this show. And it was, it was like a hit show. Like uh, everybody watched it, super popular. It went on for like 20 seasons, crazy show. And I grew up like as a little kid watching my, my aunts and my grandma and everybody watching this show. And he has a nickname in it. So when I found out, when Ryan told me on the call, like Samir al-Masri is going to play your, your dad and Juman and Murad, I lost it. I was like, what? Because they might not be known here so well, but over there, they're mega stars, you know? So it was such an honor. When I met him, I was like super, super nervous. I was kind of starstruck. And, and then I called him by his nickname from the show and we just got along so well. And so it was really cool to have, you know, a country like Syria that's not really portrayed in movies or anything like that, then have an actor from that world in Juman and Murad where they played a couple already play my parents. So that was like one of the greatest highlights for me because they're they're really top of the line a-list actors that are just genuinely kind nice people as well so yeah that sounds that sounds amazing um definitely amazing and i guess ryan to to kick it back like logistically especially during covid and now filming in a completely different country what were some of the the challenges that you know, maybe you didn't even come close to facing on on Canal Street or some of the other things that you've worked on. Um, <laughs> I don't even know where to begin, so I'll just say one thing. Uh, this was by far the hardest uh, thing I've done in my entire life. Uh, I've said it on all the interviews. It's trying to sound like a broken record, but I'm gonna keep saying it. Um, literally going, uh, there was one day and everybody on here was there. So the racetrack day was impossibly hard. If you ever seen Ghostbusters 2, and I'm dating myself or whatever, if you ever seen Ghostbusters 2, where there's this ooze that like, if it gets on you, it makes you react a certain way. So the whole crew had ooze, everybody had ooze. It was like 152 on the racetrack that day. We're shooting on tar, right? And the sun is just beating. There's no shade. <laughs> like it's hot. Um, but it ended up being uh, some of the best footage we shot by far in the whole in the whole film. Um, but you know, it was it was hard. It was tough. It was pressure. It was a lot of pressure. Um, going from Chicago, being first of all, still being an independent film, not backed by a studio. Going from Chicago to Abu Dhabi literally like with no backing from a studio was tough um was tough it was really tough uh and, and i'm not even sugarcoating there's no sugarcoating to go on with that um i know bishop you can you can speak to that uh if there's a better word than tough you know <laughs> trying to find it but uh the pressure of not just working in the heat but the pressure of working in another country uh is also a challenge because we have to go on to so many different protocols I mean, we, there were times that we were hoping to go less to the mosque and we would have had to change our whole flow just to go there. And it was gonna be an exciting moment. But at the end of the day, uh, when you think about how you have to restructure your mindset to enter another person's culture and to assure yourself that you're not offending 
their country and you don't want to offend their religion, you know, all of that becomes something that you have to reset your or recalibrate so that you can make sure the authenticity of the film is still there at the same time and the respect. So it's been, it's pressure, but it's good pressure. As soon as the pressure lifts, you start to feel a lot better. All right. So you guys, or most of you are, are playing, are influencers playing influencers. So in real life, who would you want to actually play you in your influencer story if that movie gets made someday? Let's start with um, let's start with <laughs> Don because Don really looks like he's he's feeling the question. He's he's really wondering. I guess I'm gonna have who would I have play me? Got the gun. I would have like Michael Ely or or Jesse Williams play me. <laughs> My doppelganger. <laughs> Ryan, no, Ryan said the guy with the gun charges. Yeah. <laughs> whatever, whatever his name is. Yeah. What's his name? Jeremy Meeks. Jeremy Meeks play me. <laughs> That's great. The funny yeah. thing is, Jeremy Meeks, I ran into him at a party and he asked me to play him in his life story. <laughs> I'm like, y'all play, I'll be like, I'll play you and then you play me. <laughs> Y'all should have everybody who, 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 uh, whoever, who, who do they say you look like, uh, Toast? That's who you should play. That's who should play you. They say I look like the guy who plays Daniel from Insecure. His name is Elon Noel. I'd be cool if he played me. Dan, he a good actor. That'd be dope. And he, and, oh man, shoot. I'd get all the ladies if he played me. That'd, that'd be great. <laughs> I'm interested in seeing John Washington play you. I've seen there's this there's this um eight year old kid that I think would be great at playing West. <laughs> <laughs> Talking about the kid from Stranger Things, Caleb. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> He's a little taller than you, though. I was just about to say taller than you, though. He is. What about you, Steph? Oh, me too. I'm not an influencer, but um. Well, you can get your own movie someday. Me. You can get your own movie someday. So okay. who's gonna About play? My life? Um uh maybe Alicia Vikander. Ooh, ah, dope. I like her a lot. And when I got signed on, um somebody was like, There's this movie, you should play her sister and all this stuff. But I really like her acting and her career, and she's also European and you know, broke through the American film industry. So and Ryan, what about you? Who would, what director would you trust to tell your story? Wes. Ah. Uh. Oh, so that was easy. All right, so all right, so now you got to pick an actor then. To play me? Yeah. Oh, uh, I used to get this dude all the time. I don't get him anymore though. I mean, I might mean uh, gain weight. What's the dude from? Uh, uh, dang it, man. Uh, Pooch Hall. I used to get Pooch Hall all the time when I was younger. I don't get him no more. Last question is what what's kind of the the life of this film? Like, can it go beyond BET Plus? Is is there a certain time that it has to be on there? Are you hoping for it to go on more streaming? I'll I'll say this real quick so our distributors will kill us. We want to build with BET Plus. We want to we want to take that platform um, and, and continue to do with people like Tyler Perry and Issa Rae. Um, have done and are currently doing right now with that platform, which is um, reshaping and rebranding um, content uh, for creators that don't normally get the break because they're competing with 
Netflix and they're competing with Amazon, you know, and things like that. But you look at a movie like Girls Trip that did $100 million, it's BET Plus. It's an original movie. So I will say that. I didn't mean that as a negative. I'll put that note in also for your distributors. <laughs> there wasn't a negative question. No, I'm um, good. Did, uh, what, was there a, a hope uh, aside from the premieres that there'd be a theatrical release? Oh, there will be a theatrical release. Oh, there will um, be. Internationally, okay. we'll go theatrical. Um, okay. Just we are in the world right now with COVID and protocols and every day it's a new strand. Um, we felt that not uh, keeping this away from the world till the summer of like, or next year. This is like, this is like timing is, a, this is all about timing. And like this, this project is great to be coming out right now. It's great to be paired up with Kevin Hart of Hollywood and just, it's good timing right now. And I feel like everybody that's a part of this movie is blowing, is moving really quickly um, towards even more stardom than they were before. Um, and they're killing it. So it's, it's like, I don't even know if y'all would be able to be uh, in this movie next year, this time next year, not happening. Y'all are all killing it. <laughs> look, 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 Stephanie and Tosin smiling. Look at that. <laughs> no way. Are you kidding? It's a dream for any actor to keep working with the same director because you build a nah, relationship she, and an ensemble, right, Tosin? You can attest to that. Like, no, nah, she, she lying. The price is going up. <laughs> Today's pricing, yesterday's price. <laughs> yeah, but Ryan's going to go, his price is going to go up with you. So you could keep, you could keep going together. That's um, I got you, Ryan. Um, so starting, starting with, uh, Tosin kind of as, as a final word, what, what do you want, um, people to take away from this film after they watch it? Absolutely. That's, that's easy. I, I, this, this movie is about artists who are struggling to find their niche and struggling to find their place. And they experience the ups and downs of that. But I think the lesson that we learn is what keeps them up, what helps them survive, what helps them thrive is that they lean on each other, their community, their brotherhood to get through the downs. And really anyone from any profession can, can identify with this. And especially people who are new and newly emerging uh, into their careers, they're gonna face um, some, some, some bad experiences and they're gonna get no's and they're gonna get rejection. And when you cultivate a, a community that, that is loving and supportive, which is something that black men especially need to be willing and, and capable of doing. You, you can push through anything, you can survive and you can still reach all of your dreams. Yeah, I think I'd like to echo Tosin. Um, you know, it's, it's the brotherhood aspect, um, having each other's back and really, you know, like I always say, betting on yourself. You know, I think that's, that's, a, that's a big theme because, you know, you can doubt yourself and then you have that that person that that's there to push you to reassure you to bet on yourself. You know, I really want people to be motivated by this film to chase their dreams. You know what I mean? We got our one life here, and there's so many people that wake up regretting not have really taken a chance at their dreams. That I want people to watch this film and really take a chance on their dreams, and also, um, you know, look to your left and right and see how you can come up with your with your friends or your circle and and just be motivated man and move in love and joy and that's really what i hope people get from this project um and on a side note as a as a woman and a female um for me i hope that people take away the message of 
you know, female empowerment too. a girl who lives in a very sheltered life, um, quite naive, innocent about the world and really wants to be independent. And there are countless girls that I know that are in the situation also from my culture, from living here in the States and seeing, uh, you know, forbidden love and what that entails, whether it's ethnicity or race or religion or whatever it is. Um, there is a lot, there are a lot of people who are struggling with that. So it's nice to represent that on screen and show independence and, and, and female empowerment through that and growth and um, just being inspired by that. So I hope people take that away. Yeah.